Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Keys of the Game. I'm your host, Gary Lester, and I'm going to be joined momentarily by head football coach Kurt Newsom. Well, the Wasps completed their 2023 season entertaining the Saints of Limestone this past Saturday afternoon, and it was a beautiful day here on the Emory Henry College campus. And the Wasps ended a tradition yesterday that spans over 125 years. It was the last football game to be played by the Wasps from Emory and Henry College. Next year, the school will adopt university status, and it will be our first year as a football team from Emory and Henry University. Also, it was senior day at Emory and Henry as the Wasp honored and said goodbye to nine football players along with 11 members of the cheer and dance squads. We've said this before about our games. It's deja vu all over again, and yesterday it certainly was once more. Both teams came into the game with identical records from last year. Limestone with a 7-3 and three record, while the Wasps were 5-5. Five and five. Limestone, once again, was ranked 8th in the region, the Super Region 2. And again, Limestone needed to impress the selection committee with a big win. Limestone, once again, needed help from other games in Super Region 2. And finally, it was once again impressive offensive display with both teams combining for 78 points, nearly 900 yards total offense, and nine touchdown passes. In the end, over 3,800 Emory faithful saw the Wasps fall after a gallant effort, 47-29 to to the Saints, and the Saints kept their playoff hopes alive. Well, Coach, welcome to the show once more, and what an exciting ending to the 2023 seasons. I know the Wasps came up short, but you had to be proud of the effort, the energy, and the grit out there yesterday. I don't think we've played a team with more offensive weapons than that, yet the score, I don't think, is an indication of how well that the Wasps played and the outcome of that game. No, I think you're right, Gary, and I, I appreciate you. But, uh, yeah, I was proud of our guys, you know, uh, they hadn't given up 29 points to anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, they gave up 28 in regulation to Lenore Ryan was the most points they had given up. Wow. And, uh, you know, I thought Cam had a great plan. Uh, you know, we, we, didn't, we weren't able to run the ball, and we were still yet to put points on the board. And uh, so I, I thought that was just a, a great job on, on his behalf and the offensive staff. And, uh, and our kids played hard. Yes. Just like you said. And, uh, you know, that's that's the energy that it takes to win football games. And uh, it just screams out that we're not that far away. Hmm. I think I think you're absolutely right. I think we came out with a lot of energy yesterday. That limestone may be, I think, the best offensive uh, team on in the sack. I mean, that's a three-headed monster there with that quarterback, Noller, and you got Trey Stewart, what a running back. And then you're sitting there with three transfers from D1 schools practically. And I know West Georgia's not, but you got three receivers out there. I think I could throw to them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think there's any question they've got the best skill and the best overall offense uh, mm-hmm. in the conference. And, uh, you know, the the one concerning thing for, for us, and I, I just talked with uh, Coach Buzzo about it, is defensively, I thought we were better earlier in the year than we were later in the year in some instances. Hmm. So, you you know, you, you want to go back and, and look why. Was it injuries? No, because, we, you know, we just lost Sean for a little bit. But, uh, you know, we, we just got to put our finger on why we weren't quite as good as uh, we were earlier in hmm. the year. 
Well, that's an interesting point. I don't know if that comes from the scouting of the, the, the or we're playing better teams at the back end. Uh, you know, Concord, Bluefield State obviously weren't that good. If you look at the records, is could it be that we're playing tougher teams back end or the scouting just got better? And yeah, and I, I think it's got about who who we played. It's got a lot to do with that uh, for for sure. Uh, as we said, Limestone was the best best offensive team we we played all season. But earlier on, you know, the second half of Tusculum, we played a great defensive football game, and Tusculum's got a good offensive mm-hmm. football team. And, they, and Mars Hill's got a good offensive football team, and you know we couldn't do much on on offense against those guys, but we did uh, we did play very well defensively. Mm. But uh, this league overall. There are better defenses than there are offenses, yeah. with the exception of Limestone. Yeah, you're right. It's a defensive uh, yes, football no question. It's not the CIAA for no, sure. No. Uh, let's let's go back to Limestone for a minute. Dustin Noller is is I'm sure, and you, I know you guys this week. The coaches will be voting on, you know, postseason honors, division players, and so forth. I think Dustin Noller is a, a real candidate for the player of the year in this uh, sack. Would you? Oh, agree? I don't think there's any question about it. You know, he, he makes them go. Mm. And, uh, you know, I, they could, uh, you know, they're not, they're not real patient on offense. They like, to, they like to fire it down the field, but they could just hand it off and be pretty good just doing that. But, yeah. uh, no, he, he, he makes them go. And uh, he's very consistent and uh, – Throws a great ball and uh, moves around in the pocket enough mm-hmm. to get out of trouble, and uh, so he's he's the total package. You know, he likes to. I noticed yesterday he likes to step up into the pocket, and that that really helps an offensive line kind of cone around. You know, and he's he's really patient, and he just steps right up in, and he doesn't get frazzled. No, he really doesn't, and uh, you know that's the key. If if those interior guys can can stone them at the line of scrimmage. You're able to do that. Now your tackles can set deeper and run those ends up the field. Mm-hmm. And that, that makes for good protection. Well, yesterday he went 19 for 26 and 326 yards. I will say last year he threw for 420. So we, we we're, cut 100. We're gaining on it. <laughs> yeah. He's listed as a senior. Do you think – is he coming back or is he – I have no idea. I'm pulling for him to graduate. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'm, I'll, I'll call his mom. Maybe uh, Rick Hughes could offer him a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Trey Stewart, the other one of the other parts of that offense, we said last year that he may be the best back and other than Mario Anderson. So Mario left, and I think Trey Stewart is the best back. I oh, mean, I don't think there's any question about that either. Uh, no, they were very similar a year ago, and – you know, Mario's one of the leaders in the Southeast Conference in yardage. Well, maybe Trey Stewart will follow Mario. <laughs> I hope he goes to South Carolina got... also. And then you talk about their, their three their three big receivers. They're all 6'2 or 6'4. They had 17 catches for 70, 270 yards and four touchdowns. It just uh, – I mean, those crossing routes, when you give Noller time to run those crossings, they're just impossible to defend. And that was, that was the thing. He, he had t- too much time to throw yesterday. Yeah. We've, we've done a better job of pressuring quarterbacks than we did yesterday. And uh, someone like him, if you give him enough time, he's going to find the open ones. You know, we were, we were actually dropping eight a lot. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's going to be more time when you drop eight. But you should have better coverage. But uh, – 
he found the open guy. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about the Wasps in that first half. We jumped out to a 7 nothing lead. Um, I think that kind of shocked them as we went down the field and scored. The offense looked good. Yeah, I really, really felt good about uh, how we were moving the ball. And, uh, you know, we've uh, mixed it up very well. I thought uh, Cam did a good job with that and uh, kind of kept them off balance. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, threw to a couple different people. And uh, yeah, so it was, uh, I think, you know, we spread it out pretty well. Well, Charles Mutter goes out uh, towards the end of that first um, quarter, I believe. It, what's the what's his status? I mean, he he took a real. I thought that should have been a disqualifying hit. Yes, I thought that was targeting also, yeah. and uh, so, uh, but it wasn't called just like a you know. I thought the roughing call was one that uh, should have been called on uh, Ethan Muncie and. Uh, but in, anyway, it wasn't called, and he's got a neck issue, and uh, he's had, you know, he's had a bad back throughout. Right. He, that started in the summer, and then, then with the the collarbone dislocation, and now this is in the back of his neck is where the issue was. And I think he got hurt. It looked like to me he hurt that neck the play before that. I believe. Yeah, yeah, and then then the hit just kind of compounded yeah. that. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, Cole Lambert to the to the rescue once more. I, I'm telling you, this young man is far exceeds uh, anything I know I had thought that he could do. But he looked tremendous back there. I'll for, tell you what, he did such a good job, and he's such a good person. Uh, but he just surprises you. Someone asked me uh, a year ago, "Will he ever play here?" I said, "No, I, I don't <laughs> think so." And uh, I tell you what, I enjoy watching him, and he's done nothing but good things when he's been in there, and uh, and he does everything the right way. He sure does. He's and he and he's and he doesn't get rattled back there. No. I, he really stands in there. He stands in the pocket. He doesn't take off, or you know, he's he's patient and uh, he he sees things. He he throws the ball early. You know, he mm-hmm. he doesn't he doesn't hold on to it. He does just a lot of things that. You, you don't really coach that uh, he's just a good football player. Well, he went 15 for 29, did throw the one pick, but almost 200 yards, 196 yards and three touchdown passes. Yes. I mean, that just was, uh, to me, I, I, I know you guys are so pleased. I mean, it's like you've got him, you've got Mutter coming back. I don't believe Kyle's coming back because no. he won't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you, of course, you got the two young freshmen uh, that are – redshirted this year right it's got got plenty of time with them we're going to talk a little bit more and we're going to go into the game a little bit more and then we're going to talk about the playoffs and so forth here uh at wehc 90.7 but we're going to take a quick break right now and uh, we'll be right back my name is theo server you are listening to wehc emory 90.7 and wisc fm wise 90.5 stay tuned it's popping we're back, and Coach, we're talking about Colt Lambert. How about that imitation Tim Tebow jump pass? Yes. The old tight end dump pass down on the goal line is an oldie but a goodie. And, uh, you know, he's selling that he's he's running he's running the football, and then it's a jump over the line of scrimmage and, and drop it off to the tight end. But he really sold it. Oh, he did sell it. That's, and that's a big part of it, you know. Yeah. Uh, if he would have just – had the ball and just threw it, they would have been in coverage. 
But as he attacked the line of scrimmage, they came out of coverage, and we were able to complete the pass. Yeah, he had Josh and I both fooled up in the booth, so he, and I, he had limestone as well. Well, now, they come back. Trey Stewart rips off a 69-yard touchdown run, and, I mean, he looked like a rocket <laughs> I, I saw it. Well, you couldn't hardly see him once he busted loose. I mean, he was a blur, and uh, he's a good football player. Well, there's a right the, right after that. This is a time where Addison nicely does a tremendous. I listen. I know how hard it is to run backwards and jump. I got used to. I could do it, but he jumped. He, oh, he, he would have dunked uh, uh, on the uh, top of the. Uh, Rim, you know, he was it was unbelievable how how much his vertical uh, he used. He needed to go on, go on over to the King Center yesterday yeah. and suit up for no the doubt. Francis Marion game. I'll tell you what, he, he just continues to amaze uh, things he does. The surest tackler in this league, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then to make a play like that, I mean, going, going backwards and uh, go airborne and, and come down with it. I was afraid he had hurt himself when he came, came down because it was uh, it was violent. You know, he, he <laughs> had nothing to stop himself. No, no. Well, he had Addison another great game, eleven tackles and half a sack and into one interception. But right there in the game, we they start imploding. I mean, they get penalties. Uh, we get a pass down to uh, Vin Horse, I believe. I mean, we're down there on the one yard line. They're bumped. Did the guy bump the official? Yes, yes, he bumped the official, but I, it was his second uh, unsportsmanlike is what – I don't know if they – and I think that's why they dismissed him from the game. Okay. And uh, But it was his second unsportsmanlike. But he, it looked like he grabbed the official. And, yeah. Uh, I, uh, but I, I couldn't really tell, but they had – they were losing it. Actually, the officials came to me and said uh, – Coach, when you were in Division One, did teams talk like this? I said, I don't know. Are our guys talking? He said, No, it's them. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I said, uh, Well, I don't think so. But uh, I was concerned that it was more our guys. But uh, you know, Limestone had been in a uh, altercation with Newberry. Yeah. And and, uh, and it was a, a bad one. And uh, now I think the coach did some things to put that under control late in the game yeah but not early on oh it was it, i i thought he was going to break out in a fist fight there but we got down to the one yard line and two critical mistakes that i guess we had a motion penalty on our wide receiver yes oh. uh well actually we we got the play signaled in okay and and cole you know being being a young guy uh we we had called one uh, an inside zone one way, and he, once we got the signal, he called it wrong. So Zach Venhorst was going to tell him that was not the signal we got. We got the play was going to the other way. So that's that's what messed up the timing where he sent the motion uh, too early and we weren't set. He didn't have a chance to see if we were set outside. Uh, so they called it on the receiver outside. Mitchell. And, and uh, that's that's where it all started from because he he just talked to Zach, changed the play, and then did not even check if everybody was set before we sent uh, a motion. 
And it's little things like that to win and lose football games. Yes, and then 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 he throws the interception, which I said just you know bounce it off the bricks of the Brooks Fieldhouse. Don't, yeah, don't yes, float and that's that. that's I think that's what he would do after with a little experience. Yeah, and it was very similar to the dump pass to the tight end. It was to the tailback, mm. same same kind of action, and the the tailback was running the seam, and. Um, that was that was the the plan, but uh, you know, and we had scored on the motion penalty. Yeah, you know, so we had gotten it in the end zone. So to take points off the board it was was critical at that time. And uh, I I don't know if we'd have won the football game, but I know we would have been playing in the fourth quarter. Yeah. to see who wins the football game. Yeah, because you we would have taken a 20, uh, 26-21 lead, and they did score once more on another big third their third big pass play make 27-19 but it would have been 27-26 at the half right right and boy it, it would have been a half no that, question and that was really i know, people got their money's worth i thought in that first half that was yeah great. it was a it was a well-played half other than our, our mistake down there they and they you know of course they had some penalties to help us some but we helped ourselves too mm. uh, you know we did a lot of good things in that half and uh you know, it was one of those games you go in and uh, your biggest concern is big plays, and that's uh, that's what ended up beating us was their big plays. Yeah, they're, they're, they are a big play football team, uh, more so uh, more so than Tusculum. That's their oh, MO. I don't think there's any question yeah. about it. Uh, and but that, now they came out in the second half. They did use the uh, the ground game a lot, didn't they? I mean? They chewed a lot of clock. They were ready to get out of here. Yes, they were. And I I really thought they would continue to throw because of the playoff situation. Yes, you know. But they, uh, I think they knew we're in a game here. We need to play to win the game and not to see how bad we can beat these guys. Yeah. And I think that was their plan, which was, uh, which I would do too. Uh, you know, because they were in a dogfight. Have you ever seen a head coach call a timeout and take bring his whole team up and have a conversation like he did in the third or fourth quarter? No, but I'm sure it was about how their behavior was on the on the field, and he was he was going to put a stop to it. Yeah, which was he probably been better served to do it in the first quarter. <laughs> yeah, he sure sure would. But I mean, I think I think you're absolutely right. They realize they're in a dogfight. They they could you know turn around and lose this thing if they don't get their act together and uh, you know let's just let give it to and Trey Stewart went out with a bad shoulder it looked like yeah yeah and I th- I think they think they're going to the playoffs and I I, I think uh, he felt like hey we we don't need to put him out for next week too mm-hmm. and I, I think that might have had something to do with it and the the young man they brought in was the kind of guy that can eat the clock a big big bruiser 250 pounds you know a five yard guy six yard guy whereas trey is you know can house it and they are they certainly did eat the clock up they they went on that drive long drive i think we've uh, they eventually scored on it that was their final score um well, let's talk about some of the highlights. Um, Jalen Mitchell had four catches for 56 yards. Cam Absher, another good day, 88 yards, one touchdown and four receptions. Both those young men are back, right? Yes, they're they're all back. Uh, Cam's a freshman. I believe uh, Jalen's a sophomore. And um, so we've got a lot of time. We've got a lot of good returning football players. Yeah. 
Cam Peoples went out. Uh, I know he's had knee problems. Uh, did he aggravate that knee? And did He's going to have surgery Thursday. He's had torn cartilage the entire year. For mm -hmm. him to have the season he had yeah. with torn cartilage is kind of amazing. Because yeah. he's – He's fearless uh, in special teams. I mean, it's, he it's amazing. He absolutely is. And uh, had a great year to play the entire season with torn cartilage. Well, and he kind of had a – that was kind of an awkward way he got tackled there. On, yeah, on the kickoff, it, it, was, it? it was bad. Yeah. And I, I'm, I imagine that the tear is now worse. Yeah. And, that's, but, that's... but they're going to do the surgery on Thursday, and that was already, already planned before the game. So uh, oh, okay. we're gonna get that get that fixed and, and get Good. him back healthy. Well, look on that defensive side. We talked about Addison nicely, but Caleb Lundy, another big game, fourteen tackles, uh, one for a loss. I mean, he just continues to. There's no question. Caleb has been uh, a great leader uh, of the entire team. He, he breaks our unit down every practice before stretch. He does the same thing uh, pregame. Uh, he's very mature. And uh, I really thought Caleb was going to be hard to coach. I told Tommy that. And he's the easiest guy to coach on our football team. And uh, just a great to have him around, his leadership, his, uh, his playing ability, and, and him as a person. So uh, – I'm just glad he's he's playing for Emory. Well, another uh, good game by Kendrick Can, 13 tackles, one for loss. He, Kendrick's had a really good season. He really has. We got to muzzle him up sometimes. <laughs> yes. and, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> that's difficult. But it's really because he cares so much. And uh, But he, he, he does need a muzzle. And yeah. uh, I'm the muzzler. <laughs> so uh well if you and can... I've I've try I'm I'm trying and he didn't he has not had a, a penalty unsportsmanlike in the last 4 weeks. Well if you kept him muzzled yesterday <laughs> then you've you've done your job because the jawing was oh, every was, play. Uh, yeah, there's no question about it. And they they grabbed they grabbed his uh neck and uh you know he he didn't uh respond and uh so, but I had to quiet him down because he got on their sideline, and uh, there was some, there was some jawing going on. He thought I was mad because of what happened when they grabbed him. I said, "No, this was when you were on their sideline." So uh, we had a discussion about that yesterday. Yeah. Well, Coach, we're going to take another quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the playoffs and, and a little bit about next year. And so, folks, we'll be right back. Hello, this is Doug Pote, your host on Soundtracks. On Soundtracks, we play the best songs from the movies you love, and this week we're featuring the documentary film from the 1967 music festival, Monterey Pop, featuring legendary performances by Janis Joplin, The Who, Jimi Hendrix, Otis Redding, Simon and Garfunkel, and more. That's Soundtracks, Tuesday nights at 7 and Friday nights at 8, right here on WEHC Emory and WISE FM WISE. And we're back. Coach, the SAC championship took place down in Greenville, Tennessee yesterday. Uh, 
the Lenore Ryan Bears needed to make a statement, and uh, they certainly did. It was a 48-7 to beatdown of the Pioneers. Uh, did that surprise you? Uh, no, the, the amount they won by was yeah. a surprise, but uh, I thought they would win it. Uh, I thought Tusculum was a little better on defense than that. It just tells you what Limestone's all about. You know, Limestone uh, yeah. had a great opportunity to beat Lenore Ryan. Really the only – well, Wingate too, but uh, they, they had a great opportunity to win the game. You know, they were going to go up uh, 31-21 mm-hmm. late, late in the game and got a, got a field goal blocked and run back for a touchdown to s- send the game in overtime. But, yeah. you know – Tusculum is uh, kind of hot and cold, too. Yeah. You know, that's kind of who they are. Well, and Ian Ray could tell you about blocking uh, PATs and field goals because he got two yesterday. Yes, he did. <laughs> well, uh, in that game down in Greenville, uh, Tennessee, uh, you, you, uh, their defense, I thought, was the best part of Tusculum, but they were on the field for almost 42 minutes. Oh, my goodness. I cannot imagine playing 42 minutes of defensive football. No, no, not in the least bit. Yeah. They just, they really, uh, Lenore Ryan just really consumed the clock. They they only had 42 yards of rushing. Tusculum did, and only 156 total yards, but uh, they were 2 of 17 on conversions. Oh, wow. Uh, so, you know, your offense is not going to stay on the field very long. Right, so. right. Well, that's uh, worse than <clears throat> Kennesaw State beat Tusculum because Tusculum actually yeah. played Kennesaw pretty close. So maybe uh, Lenore Ryan will go 1AA. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, they are coming here next year, you know, though, I before know. they do. Yeah, so well, that, that's not going to help us. Well, and Virginia Union uh, played in Salem yesterday. Surprised me. Uh, Virginia Union beat Fayetteville State 21 10. That surprised you that they have the CIAA championship in Salem? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, you know, you would you would think it would, uh, you know, with uh, Richmond and Petersburg having schools and those type yeah. of things, it, you'd be somewhere more where there's, you know, a CIAA team located. Yeah, I don't know how they got to pick a neutral site, but. No. And you've talked so much about recruiting the state of Virginia. I'd rather them not be. In yeah, Salem. not in Salem, no. Yeah. Well, and then West Georgia went down to uh, Valdosta State, and that's that's the other game that Limestone needed. Uh, they needed Valdosta State to take care of business because West Georgia was going to try to jump them. You figure Fayetteville State will fall out by, right. below Limestone, who's number eight. And West Georgia now got beat fifty-eight to twenty-eight, so they're 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 out of that's right. takes them out. So right. it looks like our boys from Gaffney, South Carolina, will once again be in the in the yeah show. yeah. I think they I think they will, and uh, I I wish them luck because I'm you know I'm going to pull for this mm-hmm. conference with Lenore Ryan and and those guys, and I so I hope they I hope they show well. Well, coach, we only got a couple of more minutes. Uh, What's next steps here for the for the team, for coach staff? I know you got some paperwork to take care of for uh, division and, and conference honors and so forth. But what's where do we go from here? Okay, we go. Uh, next step is team meeting uh, Tuesday to discuss plans. You know, any more they get out of school so early. I mean, <laughs> so we'll discuss uh, the the plans for recruiting with our players, uh, the weight room plans. Uh, then we'll we'll work the portal 
early on. Uh, the next little bit, we'll work the portal. Then we'll recruit our high school guys uh, and bring them in in January. And uh, after the signing date, we start winter workouts, which is 6 a.m. workouts. We mm. go for a couple weeks doing that. And then we get into spring football. And then after spring football, we have our summer plans to bring the players back uh, to lift all summer. So it's, it's, you know, it's just the next phase. And the next mm. phase is our guys helping us recruit and the coaches going on the road and uh, and then working up to winter workouts to 6 a.m. workouts. Hmm. And they start in February? In February. Signing date's the first Wednesday in uh, February. Okay. We'll start right after that. And spring practice start midway through March? We start the Wednesday after uh, fall, uh, excuse me, uh, spring break. Hmm. Well, I tell you, it's been a great season. It's been an exciting season. It seems like it's gone by so fast, Coach. But, uh, I, you know, uh, we end up with some big wins, and I think the program's moving forward. And I, I think our alums and our fans have nothing but, uh, you know, bright fortune or future to look forward to with this uh, yep. team. One of their coaches uh, said it best, and I hope he's a good prognosticator. He said, uh, y'all are going to be a problem. <laughs> I said, I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I hope he's right, and I think he is. Well, folks, that's going to do it for us uh, this year and this season. Uh, Coach, thank you so much for coming over all these different times. I uh, really appreciate that. We couldn't do it without you. And we also couldn't do it without this young man sitting beside me here, Anthony Smith, Jr. He's done a terrific job all season long on the board. And, Anthony, we really appreciate you being here and keeping us straight because you, you've done a great job of he, that. He is a good one. I've been doing this a long time, and Anthony's as good as I've ever been around. And, folks, we'd like to thank our listeners, you, our listeners, uh, for tuning us in. We hope you've enjoyed the show, and we hope it's helped give you an idea, a closer look, and an idea of what goes on in Emory and Henry football. We'll be back sometime in the spring uh, with another Keys of the Game once spring practice starts. So I hope everyone has a safe and wonderful holiday season and a warm and cozy winter. So, so long, everyone, and we'll see you in 2024.